the Lord hath given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. Isaiah chapter 50, verse 4. You are about to hear the encouraging word with Bishop E.A.T. Saki. Bishop E.A.T. Saki is an assistant to Bishop Dag Hayward Mills and serves as the resident bishop of the Kadesh, the Church on Fire. This word will bring you hope, comfort, encouragement, salvation, and much more. Join Bishop E.A.T. Saki as he ministers the infallible word of God. Yeah. 
Love. 
Time to do their work. 
Charlie, do the work, do the work, do the work, do the work, do the work. Receive the grace to be wise, to win many souls for the Lord. Change and build their church for the Lord. We are going all out for the Lord. He died on the cross for the world. For you and night to be safe. The trumpet will blow anytime. You then your house will be safe. Do the work, 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 do the work. Souls are perishing, do the work. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Are you excited to be in church? I said, are you excited to be in church? Tell your neighbor, welcome to a great place. Welcome to a great place. No, tell him, shake him, give him high five. Give three people high five and tell them, welcome to a great place. I said three, make it seven, make it seven. Be a nice person this Sunday. Give them high ten, high five. Welcome to a great place. Welcome to a great place. What a blessing. What a blessing. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Lift up your Bibles, everybody. Lift it up high above your head. Hi, everybody lift up your Bible or your gadget on which you have your Bible. And let's take our song together. Ready, go. I have a wonderful treasure, the gift of God without measure. We will travel your kindness and your generosity we love you with all our hearts because without you our lives would have been useless we would have been walking without direction but you have been kind and gracious to us thank you for bringing us to church this sunday morning we submit ourselves to you and to your word and to your will rule and reign in every heart show us your way and teach us your path be kind and gracious to us let your word be relevant and applicable to our lives. We bless and we honor you this morning in Jesus' name. And everybody shouted your loudest, amen. amen. Sit on top of your enemies. <laughs> your enemy is finished. <laughs> mm? Hallelujah. Beautiful. Well, um... It's a blessing to be here. It's a privilege to be able to go to church. 
Am I right? It's always an honor to come to the house of God. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go for a party. Is that what he said? He said, I was glad when they said unto me, let's go to the Accra Sports Stadium to go and watch a, is it a Dionysus? <laughs> what a shock. He said, I was glad when they said unto me, let's go and visit that sister. Let's go to West Hills Mall. He said, I was glad when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. May you enjoy your life in the house of the Lord. Shout your loudest amen. When you come to church, be yourself. Enjoy the blessed. Church is different from courts. When you go to courts, you've got to behave very, very well. Otherwise, you hear order, order in courts. Are you there? When you come to church, there's still order. But where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Somebody shout amen. So we are very excited and blessed to be here and to receive the word of God. Just a couple of announcements. Remember that we are fasting from tomorrow. If you are not clapping, you are a suspect. I suspect you if you are not clapping. <laughs> Amen. We are fasting from morning. If you say you have stomach ulcer, you have uh, all type of situation, up to three o'clock, dear, you must try. What do you think about that? When to me cry three o'clock. It's a good policy. And ladies, ladies like fasting. Because in addition to the spiritual uh, blessing, they also want to lose weight. So they use it as care of. That's why ladies fast more than brothers. Brothers, am I not speaking the truth? You don't like fasting. I know you. All right. Please don't eat kenke before 5 a.m. and say fasting starts from 6 to whatever. It's not serious. Fasting. Are you here or go home? Right. Up to 3 p.m. you should be able to do it. And we are going to meet every evening from 6 p.m. till 9 p.m. The Christians are clapping. The Christians are clapping. Those who are now getting born again are learning how to clap. <laughs> what a shock. We are going to be meeting up there in, the, in one of the chapels there and praying this Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then we are also going to meet at dawn in the spirits. Do you understand? Every day, 4 a.m. to 5, we shall wake one another up and pray. What do you think about that? So we are praying at dawn, I mean, by phone and by other technology. And then in the evenings, we are meeting and we are praying from 6 to 9. Your life can only get better. You miss a good place to say amen. Are you here? Your life can only get better. Your spiritual life will develop. And then you, 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 you will suppress the flesh. Some of you, your flesh is always taking the lead in anything you do. Hmm? But when you fast, you suppress the flesh and its desires. Do you understand? So it's important to fast. And this fasting is not forever. It's only this week and next week and we are finished. Isn't it easy, brother? Wouldn't you like your pot belly to go down a little bit? Just like my own. Uh -huh. So let's fast and let it go down. If only to go down. 
Sometimes when you fat, this side go and the stomach becomes a pregnancy. That's the other problem about this situation. Do you understand? Anyway, so we meet it. And Friday night, you're having all-night prayer meeting. I'm watching those who are not clapping. I'm watching you who are not clapping. <laughs> all right. Beautiful. From 9 p.m. to 4 a.m. Amen. And then we resume. And next week, we continue by the grace of God. Shout amen. Hamatan Bible Seminar. It's coming up shortly. Today is the closing date. Can I ask you to do something? Can I ask you to do something? Please hold your neighbor's ear and put the ear and ask him, are you a serious Christian at all? David, can I hold your ear? Hold my knees here. Don't be afraid. <laughs> are you a serious Christian at all? Now, please, I beg you, hold, hold this Nigerian brother's ear. Uh-huh. And pull it. I said, pull it. Uh-huh. I, did he, uh, is he answering? If you're a serious Christian by now, you should have registered. That's all. If you're sure, you would have registered by now. So I insist that all serious Christians register today. And it's 20 cities to register. Amen. Please register today. Very important. And um, I'm expecting all of you there. My police officer, are you going to come? Try and be there. Very important. Come for the, for the Hamatan Bible Seminar. Register today and then we're going to give the uh, accommodation, other arrangements for the accommodation. We're going to be giving them. But make sure you come. And pastors have a very short meeting on the Hamatan something and another announcement. Just a short one. If it lasts beyond 10 minutes, go home. After we close, we have a short meeting. And business community also, we have a very important meeting. Amen. I said amen. amen. A few scriptures in the Bible this morning. I'm preaching for... How many minutes do you want to give me? How many minutes should I preach? Give me time. 30 minutes. 45 minutes. One hour. Three, is said three hours? Oh, very good. Very good. I can say all I have to say. Are you there? When I was in law school... Uh, one of my lecturers, he was t- telling us that when you go to, uh, when a client comes to you, yeah, there's big books, and you know, lawyers, you have big books and then small books. So when they come to his office, ask, and the person tells his case, you ask the person, do you want me to use this big book to solve your problem or a small one? So what you choose will depend on how much you pay. <laughs> what a shock. <laughs> that was a joke. Anyway, so, lawyers are what? Are doing things. What a shock. Turn your Bible with me to a very important scripture this morning. And I'm not going to preach for a long time. We are going to live here before four, I promise you. <laughs> Numbers chapter 11. Numbers chapter 11. By the way, the first thing we are using this book, what it means to become a shepherd. So if you don't have it, it will be available in the course of the week. But make sure you own one. Very important. Numbers 11 from verse 16 and 17. Can we all read loud and clear? Disturb everybody apart from yourself. Ready, go. And the Lord said unto Moses, Gather unto me 70 men of the elders of Israel, whom thou knowest to be the elders of the people, and officers over them. 
and bring them unto the tabernacle of the congregation that they may stand there with thee and I will come down and talk with thee there and I will take off the spirit which is upon thee and will put it upon them and they shall bear the burden of the people with thee that thou bear it not thyself alone somebody say amen, amen. now this is God speaking to Moses Moses was a shepherd and God is still calling shepherds Jesus, David was a shepherd and Jesus was a shepherd hallelujah amen. Jesus said I am the good shepherd amen where's your mind <laughs> all right so God is still calling and using shepherds bless God for men of God you need a man of God in your life but a man of God is has a certain connotation these days that does not describe the real ministry of the shepherd these days when you say a man of God it's it's only it, it has a connotation of somebody who just arrived from New York the man of God just came from New York and he went for a program in Atlanta and New York and then on the way he passed through Massachusetts and then, uh, and then when he got to Amsterdam, he went to, uh, he passed through Paris and all the, 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 the man of God has come. Which is good. I travel, I preach everywhere. But what we are emphasizing this year and in this church and this ministry is the work of the shepherd. When you mention the word shepherd, you are not thinking about Amsterdam or New York. You are thinking about sheep. What a word I'm preaching. Are you in the church or go home? When you say the word, oh, this is my shepherd, you are not saying, oh, shepherd, welcome from Boston. You're the, a shepherd smells of sheep. I'm preaching. Are you in the church? So everybody can be a shepherd. And this is the theme for this year, 2020. Say amen again. Everybody can be a shepherd. Everybody can be used by God. Amen. They may, you may not have the title of a prophet, an evangelist, a, a pastor, a, a whatever and so on. But the title shepherd. You are qualified to have it if you can have sheep. Yes. I have a few sheep. I'm a rare one. Rare sheep. Men, men, sheep. I have four. I've given them to a shepherd who lives close to my house. The other day, he came to tell me that one was dead. A car knocked it down. I said, of all the sheep you had, only mine that a car knocked down. I want to come and examine and see whether, whether it is mine. But you know, I don't really know my sheep very well. When it comes to that, I'm a very bad shepherd. Because <laughs> my sheep doesn't know me, I don't know them. What a shock. But God wants you to be a shepherd. This is Moses speaking. Now listen to what I'm saying this morning. Very, very carefully. I'm not preaching for a long time at all. Now I need you to understand that God called Moses 
to lead the people of Israel out of captivity. Amen. Lead them out of bondage, out of slavery. These guys were and, and the and the bondage for so many years until Moses came out. Moses tried to use his own efforts. Actually, he killed an Egyptian. When he saw an Egyptian maltreating a, 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 one of the Jews, the Israelites, just to use his own efforts, and it didn't help him because that is when he became a vagabond. Because the news got to town that Moses had killed an Egyptian and he became a, a fugitive. He ran away from town. And that is when he met this man, Jethro, who gave him a job. And the job was a shepherd. And I believe that he looked at the sheep so well, so well, that God said, this guy can do something in my kingdom. Can I have a loud amen? The same applies to David. David was looking after a few sheep and did the job so well that God said, this guy, if he becomes a king, he'll be a shepherd for my people. Because they had been kings before David came. I mean, Saul was there and other judges and all that. But God was looking for a shepherd who would care for the sheep. Not lord over them, but care for them. I'm preaching. Someone who would be interested and love them and care for them and guide them. So God saw in David that spirit of guidance, love, and care. And said, this guy, I'm going to make him a king. For he shall shepherd my people to the blessed, to the place of blessing. I'm preaching. It's, and that is what happens in life. God doesn't want just leaders who will come and lord over the people. God doesn't, God's not looking for politicians, he's looking for shepherds. My name is Yetisaki, I'm talking to you. Yeah. God is looking for people who look after his people, care for them, and love them. And love them. The other day I saw the member of parliament around my area. And they've, they've just tried to do house. And I said, what about the road to the church? He said, Bishop, we have awarded the contract. I said, you have waited out election year. What a shock. But anyway, we'll be happy for the road to be done, isn't it? We'll be happy for the road to be done. It will be done in the name of Jesus. But why should we, somebody told me that we have to go and lobby. Why do you have to lobby for a road to be done? May God give us caring leaders in our nation. You should have shouted a louder amen. Anyway, let me stay with what I'm saying now. Hallelujah. So Moses had been looking for the, after the people. And the people were a lot. About two million. Who had left Egypt. Moses was guiding them. And leading them into the promised land. But then there were so many issues with the people. So many difficulties. And Moses was getting exhausted. Moses was getting tired. Moses was getting frustrated with the demands of the people. And God said to Moses, Moses, this work is too hard. You cannot bear the burden alone. Amen. You cannot carry the load of the care of the people on yourself. You will die. You, you, you people can't believe it. You don't believe it. But I read in a, in a, in a, um, on the internet or somewhere that many pastors die of heart-related diseases. Because the problems that come to us day by day, you have no idea. You have no idea. If you're a real shepherd, you will care for the needs of your people. 
I'm telling you. I pray for you all the time. I pray, Lord, let my people marry. Let them have good jobs. Let them have children. Let them do well. Because I'm a shepherd, I want you to do well. I want the people to do well. Amen. It's not that I'm so worldly, I'm interested in you driving nice cars only or having good jobs. But a real shepherd wants the sheep to do well. That's a real shepherd. I'm preaching. Are you hear what I'm saying? Are you in church? That is the care that we must have. And God told Moses that, listen, Moses, this burden is too much for you to bear alone. Because two million people, you cannot pastor and shepherd them. So then gather the people together. He said, gather them, two seventy men and elders out of the people of Israel. And then let them come, let them come to me. And he said that I'm going to take the spirits of you, Moses. And I'm going to place it on the 70. God didn't say that I'm going to give them my, my spirit. But it's going to take the spirit of Moses and place it on the others. So that they will do what? What will they do? What will the 70 do? That's, they do what? They will bear the burden. They will do what? Bear the burden. New Living Translation. New Living Translation. I will come down and talk to you there. And I'll take some of the spirit that is upon you. And I will put it, the spirit upon them also. They will bear the burden of the people along with you. How many of you want me to die early? How many of you want me to die early? Pastor, do you want me to die early? My, 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 my daughter is not even 10 years. I want to see her married. I can't wait to give her in marriage. Walk, walk her down the aisle. I want to live long enough. And I told you that as for my daughter, it's very, it would be very easy to marry her. If you're interested in her, I'm not going to ask you for six pieces of cloth. I'm not going to ask you to bring uh, duku and uh, bodies. Oh, sorry, brazier, as they call it. I'm not going to ask you to bring any of these things. Know what? Not, nothing. Don't go and break a second. All of them are not necessary. I'll only ask you for one crate of um, Coke Zero Coke, Coke Zero. Just one crate. That's all. If you can buy it, I'll give my daughter to you. Is it affordable? Can you buy for your child to come and marry my daughter? All I want is only one crate. One crate. I'm the, I am I born here. I said I want only one crate. Don't bring me cloth. Don't bring me a hymn, but only one crate of Coke Zero. And then you can have my daughter. I don't know why people charge so much. I don't know why. Now, when you bring the one crate, only one cloth, the cloth is that. I'll give you a room next to my bedroom. You marry, you marry my daughter under my eyes like that. I'm looking at everything that is happening. If I hear my daughter coughing, cough, cough, hey, I'm coming for my daughter. That's all. You marry my daughter under my eyes. That's all. But that's all. That's all. That's the only. That's the only condition. I'm so surprised, counsel. I'm so surprised that people can give away their daughter to somebody that you don't know. When I'm, I was surprised when my father-in-law gave his daughter to me to take away. I was shocked. 
Me and my daughter, she give her away. Anyway, let's carry on. But you know, the point I'm making is that I want to live long to walk my daughter down the aisle. Amen. But if I decide to carry the load of all the thousands of you sitting here on myself, I will, that's what God said. You cannot buy, carry the burden. If I get through, also spoke to David. I'm sorry, Moses in the same vein. He told Moses that, listen, Moses, what you are doing is not good. The way you are doing the ministry is not good. The way you are carrying everything on yourself is not good. Amen. Appoint others to come and help you to look after the people. So that you will not die before your time. That is why you might become a shepherd. So that I can live long. <laughs> what do you think about that? Yeah, I will do my best. But when you, bear, when you take 100, she takes 100. You take 30. He takes 15. He also takes 12. He has 14. He has 21. The one that is inside the stomach. I mean, all of them. You, you, we all share the people. Then all of us have shared the burden. Do you understand? Because we are thousands here. But if one person is pastoring and caring, the person cannot do well. Because if I'm supposed to look after all of you sitting in this aisle, this here alone, it's going to be a problem. You all have different needs. What are your needs? What's your needs, sister? One important need that you have. Don't be afraid. Quickly. A beloved. Okay. And yourself, a child. Yourself, a good job. What, what do you need? A nice car. Look, one road, different needs. Husband, car, child, all of them have different needs. So can I meet all the needs of these people? It's going to be, a, I'm going to, not that I can give you a husband, or give, but even praying for you, it's going to be a problem. But if we share the burden, you take care of this role. You take care of these two roles. You take care of this. Every, we share the burden, then together we can look after the people. Somebody shout amen. amen. I hope I'm making sense to everybody here. I came to tell you here that God is making a demand on you that this year you are going to be a shepherd. Amen. Shout your loudest amen. amen. Now I want to tell you something. That people are a burden. People are what? A burden. That is how it is described. So that, so that you bear the burden of the people. I bear the burden of the people. I am amazed when people say that, oh, pastors of today, they just want to make themselves rich. I said, you have not made real pastors. A real shepherd is actually, some, sometimes you have this preciousity here. They take their own money to, for their members. You think we want to be rich? We want to be rich by looking after people? That is not a shepherd. A shepherd doesn't have the mind to be rich. We, the shepherds, rather even sometimes give our own. One day I told them that I don't have any money because I'm not who I finished preaching. After I preached, you know, Pastor, can I have 20 cities? Can I tell you? I said, look, look at me now. I don't have any money. I, op- I said, I don't have any money now. I'm the one who has preached. I've done my best. But I'm saying to everybody that our motive is not to get rich of the sheep. Our motive is to look after you and pray for you and, and ask for God blessing over your life so that you do well in this life. You are our joy. You are, we are helpers of your joy. Should I say it again? 
We the pastors are helpers of your joy. When you marry, we are happy. When you have a child, we are happy. When you are serving God, we are happy. We are helpers of your joy. Somebody shout amen. Am I preaching? But people are, but let me show you a few things that shows how people are a burden. Number one, I'm preaching for, I have five more minutes or seven or eight or 15 minutes and a close. Hmm. Number one, people are a burden hmm. because people are ungrateful and forgetful. People are what? Ungrateful and forgetful. Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 1, in the last days, one of the sons of the last days said, no, this know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Dangerous times shall come. Now, what is the sign of dangerous times? For men shall be lovers of them, themselves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to their parents. Unthankful, unthankful, and holy. Now, listen. Look at the word unthankful. Bible is saying that one of the signs of this time is that people are going to be unthankful. Unthankful. They will be ungrateful to you. It's a sign of the last day. That's why I don't envy politicians. Hmm. It's not easy for them at all. Some are chopping and some are also being insulted. One day, somebody told me that, a member of parliament told me that he was sitting, he was, he was in some place, he was in a, at a station, the airport, and said, hey, the MP here. He's a thief, but they were insulting the entrance. He was asking that, what are they talking about? And he was the one, but they don't even know him. The one said, I know the man, I just know him personally. He was standing with them. The widow told hey, I'm, I'm the, I am the MPO. And they said, Oh, are you the MP? I, I'm talking about the one who is past. The one who is past. Look, I'm telling you, people are ungrateful. Though. That is the nature of people. People are ungrateful. So, you see, when you want to bear the burden of people, you might be ready to be shown ingratitude. I know you don't hear what I'm saying. You might be prepared for people to exhibit ingratitude to you. Has anybody been ungrateful to you before? Can I see your hand? Can I see your hand? Anybody be ungrateful? You have helped the person, you have cared for the person, you have shown him love, and the person returns evil for what you have done. It's the nature of man. Have you also been ungrateful to somebody before? Let me ask you that one. Can I see your hand? Some of you children, you're ungrateful to your parents. You don't know what your parents have gone through to bring you where you are. I'm grateful to God for my mother. Who looked after me and did so well. I, I pray to God that as long as I live, I'll be able to honor her all the days of my life. May I never be ungrateful to her. Some people have helped you to be who you are. Today, you don't even want to know them. You don't even want to hear their names because of little misunderstanding. In the last days, men shall be ungrateful. So people show ingratitude. That is why it's a burden. But listen, if you're already serving God, Jesus, that's what Jesus says that if you love me, he didn't say if you love the sheep, if you love me, feed my sheep. Because the sheep that you are feeding can turn around and disobey you. But if you love Jesus, you'll still feed the sheep. So you must love Jesus. That is what must motivate you. Your love for God must motivate you to do that, to feed the sheep. 
The sheep, don't, don't, don't expect a return of a certain reward from the sheep. The reward is going to come from God. Clap your hands for the Lord. Somebody. Number two. Number two. Quickly. People are a burden because people can betray you. People can betray you. Hey. Hmm. It's not easy. Psalm 41, verse 9. Psalm 41, verse 9. Scripture says, Yea, my own familiar friend, in whom I trusted, who did eat of my bread, has lifted up his heel against me. The one that I ate bread with, the one that we sat together and loved and ate bread, he is the one who has lifted. I want to tell you something. Whether you like it or not, you are going to have betrayers in your life. What a word. People are going to betray you. Trusted people are going to betray you. People that you love and trust will hurt and betray you. But if you can, if you don't want to accept betrayal, then stop working with people. One day we wanted to employ somebody to work in the church. And he said, she said to Bishop, Bishop, I want to, I can work in the church, but I like to work with computers and files, not human beings. <laughs> she said she wants to work with what? Computers and files, not human beings. Because human beings, they're dangerous. But bless God, that in spite of all that, we'll still keep loving. When the, this one betrays you, try the next one. Don't betray you. Trust the next one. Keep on trusting. You cannot live a life without trusting anybody. What a word. One day, give me a chair. Give me a chair. A, 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 a bishop came to visit me in my office. And when she entered my office, he entered my office, I gave me a chair. Oh, sit down, sir. A senior bishop. I said, sit down. And he sat down. When he sat down, he jumped. Ah, I, I won't sit. I won't sit. You have come to visit me. I give you a chair. Oh, sit down. Of all many chairs, I said, what's that? I won't sit. I was, I almost ran away from my own office. I was stunned. What is happening? I said, why? Then he came and sat on a different chair. Another one. I said, I'll sit here. I'll sit here. So, and then he was panting. Because when he just, I said, so what's the problem? He said, the chair you gave me, should I tell you the reason? The chair you gave me, my back was facing the door. What about if somebody's come with a dagger or a knife? He said, I don't want to sit. He said, I want to sit and face the door. I want to see who is coming. I don't want my back to face the door. I said, why? He said, I'll be so betrayed. I've suffered so much in life. Now, I don't want my back to face any door. I want to see who is coming from the door. What a shock. It's like the man has suffered so much that from now, he's so insecure. I told him that, say, I can understand what you are saying. You have been betrayed. You have been let down. But if you are going to live with this fear, you will not live well. Am I talking to anybody here? If, sister, if a man has disappointed you, I know disappointed don't say you never marry. Don't say, don't say that again. Stop talking like that. Because Kojo disappointed you. 
and Johnny disappointed you, and Michael disappointed you. Joseph can say, hey, I don't. One lady, one lady said it. Now I'll love with my mind, not my heart. Because when I love could with my heart, and this my heart began to, my heart was poo 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 poo. I love John. Poo 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 poo. Now I love with my mind, not my heart. If you do not allow yourself to move, live normally, you you even die early. Believe it or not, the bishop I'm talking who came to visit me, he's dead now. He's dead and buried. He was so easy, he couldn't try. He told me that if my own wife, I don't trust her. That's what he said, the bishop, I don't trust my own wife. Whether you like it or not, you'll be betrayed. It's the nature of man. When Jesus sat at, at dinner, John was sitting here and Judas was sitting here. The lover and the betrayer were all sitting here. You need John and you need Judas to be able to fulfill your calling. Without a Judas, Jesus will never go to the cross. Without John, nobody will care for his mother. You need a John, you need a Judas to be able to fulfill your calling. I'm preaching. I said I'm preaching. Number three, number, number three, we are finishing now. The reason why people are burdened is because people can be wicked. Can be wicked. Second Timothy chapter 4 verse 14. Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. Did me what? He did me much evil. Some of you say, somebody have done you much evil. I'm telling you. There are people sitting in church here. That name, some names when you remember, you feel like throwing up. People have let you down, did evil to you, much evil, much evil to you. I met somebody who told me, I can't, I can't say it, I can't say it for fine protocol sake. But people have been abused, misused, let down, and all that. This is Apostle Paul who said, Alexander the coppersmith has done me much evil. Much evil, the man of God, Paul. The servant of God, Paul. He mentioned the name Alexander the coppersmith. He said he has done me much evil. People will do you evil. But you cannot stop loving people. Can I have an amen? The next one. Two more points and we'll close. People are burdened because they can abandon you suddenly. They can do what? Second Timothy chapter 4, verse number 10. All right. Can we all read verse number 10? Ready, go. Everybody read it on the screen. Ready, go. Hallelujah. The first statement, for Demas hath forsaken me. Now, Demas was one of Paul's associate pastors. One of the people who was working with Paul. Those who Paul had come and let's all work together. Now, Paul said, Demas hath forsaken me. Having loved this present world and has departed. People will abandon you. I'm telling you, they will abandon you. They will know tomorrow, today, tomorrow, they say they don't know you again. When they are walking away from you, as if you don't exist. They walk away as if you don't exist. 
as if you have never helped them before. As if you have never, you, as if you have given people somebody a job before. And the person will turn against you as if you are her enemy. Meanwhile, when they need a job, they'll come and beg. They'll come with some face. Oh, please, please, you are my only hope in life. Without you, my, my, I'll go to hell. And all this type of thing. You help them today. Tomorrow, they'll turn against you as if you are their enemy. I'm telling you. They'll abandon you. Give somebody, one pastor told, told us how he gave his assistant pastor a car. That some pastor was leaving the church and was bringing the car back. He came and parked the car outside the gate and threw the key into the compound and walked away. Misbehavior. The next one. How many do you have so far? Number one is what? People are what? Ungrateful. Number two? They can betray you. Number three? People are wicked. Number four? People can abandon you. Number five? People are equalizers. Disrespectful and impudent. This equalizer. Equalizing. Equalizing. We are all the same. You are not better than me. I'm telling you. You are not better than me. One lady was having a conflict with the husband. And the husband, you know, this lady stayed with the pastor, stayed with the pastor for a while. Now he, she married and went to her husband. And then they had a little conflict. And the husband said, let's go and see the pastor for counseling. You know what she said? She said, I'll stay with the pastor. He also, he also has problems. He's not better than us. So the pastor's mistake was to open the door for you to come and stay there. That was his, that was his mistake. No, all pastors have the same problem. They're not better than us. Because I've stayed with the pastor before. I've seen him crying with his wife. So he's not better than us. People will equalize you. I'm telling you. Equalize you. Mm. What a word. In Numbers chapter 12. Look at it as you close. Numbers chapter 12. Verse 1. And the Bible says, And Miriam and Aaron, these are the brothers of Moses, spake against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian woman. I like that very, that very much. He had married an Ethiopian woman. Bible said that they spoke against Moses. Now sometimes, your pastor should make a mistake. You see how people turn against their pastor. You know your pastor is a normal human being. When a pastor makes a mistake, does something wrong, you see how the world turns against the same person who has loved them and cared for them. Bible says that Moses went to man an Ethiopian woman and his brother and his sister, whom he saved from the stretching from the Red Sea. They began to speak against Moses. Only because you are close to Moses. That is why you have the audacity. Audacity. And God said, hey, even if you had married an Ethiopian woman, I chose Moses. I can correct him. It's not your duty. It is not your duty to criticize, to find fault, to insult and lambast the man that I have chosen. All of us, all men, all pastors are human beings. Oh, I don't understand what I'm saying. We all have feelings like you. I'm preaching to you. You think Bishop Isaac doesn't have feelings? Huh? If you see a beautiful girl, can you not see she's beautiful? You, pardon? You have been seen. Hey, Father, deliver this man from his son. In the name of Jesus. Are you in the church? We are normal human beings. We have feelings. 
Kato shakabataya. Especially when your wife quarrels with you. And you leave home. And you some beautiful ladies. Oh, how are you? We are normal human beings. Although we don't have to follow your feelings. But if a pastor makes a mistake, it is not the end of the pastor. Don't write him off. He loved you. He cared for you. He was interested in you. He helped you. Don't disrespect. Don't equalize. And then you saw the man of God. Because he had made a mistake. Because a man of God is first of all a man. Before he becomes a man of God. Final one. Oh, what a word I preached this morning. Hallelujah. People are a burden because people are disobedient and rebellious. They're disobedient and rebellious. First Samuel chapter 15, verse 19. They gave me three hours. Have I spent all the three hours? <laughs> Wherefore, then didst thou obey the voice of the Lord? That not obey the voice of the Lord, but didst fly upon the spoil and didst evil in the sight of the Lord. You are told, you are told, you are going to, don't nobody, nobody should touch this. But people will always disobey. As I'm preaching, some of you have told you, don't go on WhatsApp and Facebook. You are on Facebook as I'm preaching. Even in the church, you are still disobeying. You are looking at me. Keep looking at me. You are sending messages and say, one day I was officiating a wedding. Reverend Louise, a wedding I'm officiating, oh, man and woman are standing here, and I'm the bishop, I'm officiating the wedding. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here in the sight of God and the face of the congregation to join together this man and this woman in holy matrimony, which is an honorable estate. Instead of God himself signaling to us the mystical union that betrays Christ and his church, which holy estate Christ had done and beautified in the first miracle which he wrote in Cana of Galilee and is commanded in holy rates to be honorable among all men. And therefore it's not by any to be enterprised, nor taken in hand, unadvised, wantonly. Are you there? I'm the bishop. I said, I'm the bishop. Now, as officiating the marriage, now go to the point of exchanging rings. Now, I took the ring, I gave to the man. With this ring, the man will say, With this ring, I thee wed. I give that to her. As a Sally's wife, come. Bishop Sally's wife, come. Quickly. So, give me your rings. So, now we're exchanging the rings. You put on waist, you can't move it, isn't it? Stand by, by your husband. So, with this ring. Uh-huh. Okay. With this ring, I did word. My microphone. With this ring. With this ring. I did word. I did word. I give it. I give it. As a token of my love. As a token of my love. With all my heart. With all my heart. Now, as I was, listen, as I was doing the vows, then the man's phone, mobile phone rang. And he said, Bishop, Bishop, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. In the middle of the officiating of the wedding, give me the phone. Tell the phone, I said, hello, hello, talk. Hello, hello. hello. hello, hello. I said, where are they? Are they church? Are they Mario? No, okay, I'm, are they married? Are they married? Are they married? So I, I, I was waiting. Honestly, I was waiting. Charlie, I de Mario, you know Mario, you know Mario, me I de Mario, make it come, eh? make it come. I was waiting for them to finish. 
When you finish, I said, he said, Bishop, I finished. Okay, I can continue. Don't worry. That's my calling. My calling is to do whatever you want me. So I'm doing it anyway. That's my work. So I say, when you finish, get the phone. Okay, now go on. I give it as a token of my love. With all my heart. In the name of Jesus. You may kiss your bride. Kato shakabataya. Are you in church? No, that is, that it's, it's, it's part of a people disobey. They do what they like. They do what they like. That's how it is. But we are patient with you. I pray that God will make your heart a humble heart. May God take stubbornness and rebellion from your heart. May God take disobedience and rebellion from your heart. Rebellion will not take you anywhere. Disobedience will not take you anywhere. May God give you a yielding heart. An open heart. A soft heart. That the word of God will rule and reign. In the name of Jesus. You know something? I'm not out of word. I'm just out of time. Stand to your feet everybody. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Are you blessed this Sunday afternoon? If you stand to your feet, you are not able to stand. Some of you. This little is here is obeying it. Kato shakaba. Lift your two hands up high and pray. Speak to God. Also. Say, Lord, help me to be obedient. Help me to be yielding. Help me to be, to be able to look after people. Everyone lift your two hands up high. As I've been a sheep, may I also become a shepherd. May I also become a shepherd. A shepherd that you can use. A shepherd that you can use. To your glory and for your honor. I pray. Lift your hands up today. Lift your hands up today. We lift our hands to you today. Bless every heart. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. All right. Desire to
bow your heads with me, everybody here, as we close this service. Close your eyes wherever you are standing. I want to give you an opportunity this Sunday afternoon. Maybe somebody invited you to church. Or maybe you have been coming for a while. But in your heart, you are not sure you are born again. You are not sure your name is written in the book of life. I want you to know there are books and there is a book. There are books, there are registers, there are voters register, your class register. There are so many churches register, but there's a book called the book of life. And if your name is not written in the book, the Bible says that you have been cast into hell. Today, before we end the service, as all of us are standing, every eye closed, standing where you are, you want to say, Bishop, I need God in my life. I know I'm a sinner, but I believe Jesus died for me. Today, I want to give my heart to Jesus. If you're here right now, and you want to give your life and your heart to Jesus, lift up your right hand and I shall pray for you. Lift up your right hand. I see your hands. Beautiful. Lift it up high. Don't look at anybody. You lift your hand up high. Very important. Let it go higher than your head. Today, it's an opportunity for you to make Jesus your Lord. Lift up your right hand and I'm going to pray for you. God bless you. I see your hand. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. I see your hand. Keep it up. Lift it up high. Father, thank you for these hands. Bless them. If your hand is lifted, I want you to do one more thing. Very important. I want you to walk from where you are and come to me in the front here. Come. Now, brethren, the white shirts over there, all of you, just come. 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 Clap for them as they come. Clap for them as they come. Happy day. When Jesus walks, my sins away. He taught me how to watch and pray and live with joy, sing every day. Happy day, happy day. When Jesus washed my sins away. Close your eyes with me and let's all say this prayer together. The whole church join us as we pray. Say with me, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. This Sunday afternoon. This Sunday afternoon. I open my heart to you. I open my heart to you. I receive Jesus. I receive Jesus. As my Lord and Savior. As my Lord and Savior. Forgive me. Forgive me. For all my sins. All my Wash away my sins. Wash away my sins. Make me your own child. Make me your own child. I will serve you. I will serve you. I will follow you. I will follow you. I will love you. I will love you. The rest of my life. The rest of my life. From today. From today. My life belongs to you. My life belongs to you. Jesus. Jesus. Help me to serve you. Help me to serve you. The rest of my life. The rest of my life. Amen. Amen. Now, if you are watching me also, join us and say this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. From today. From today. You are my savior, and you are my Lord. I will serve you. I will follow you. 
follow you. I will walk with you the rest of my life. Thank you, Father, for receiving me in Jesus' name. Amen.